All right, what is up, guys? The 39th installment of the Unplugged Alpha is on. We're on. What's going on? It's uh, April, and it's freaking snowing here in Toronto. Uh, I have friends that were in town over the weekend for a retreat, and um, flights are a problem with snow. Anyway, that's Canada for you. A couple things I wanted to cover tonight. Um, we're doing this uh, topic on the overcomplication of life. So I want to, it's not going to take long for me to get through much of the material, but I want to pay homage um, to a friend recently that uh, just passed away. Um, before I do that, if I ask you guys to do me a big solid, it just helps me out with the algorithms, head over to YouTube and uh, come join us uh, there. I'm going to post the uh, link right now in the chat. So if you're on Facebooks, the Twitches, the Twatters, uh, just click that come on over. Um, I only ever post the Q&A join link to come in and ask questions on YouTube at, pinned at the top. So I'll, I'll drop that in about 15, 25 minutes or so. Um, I don't know if you guys know of a fella by the name of Randy Savage, um, but just take a quick moment and pause for the cause and um, have a quick conversation about men and... Um, like guys taking permanent steps to temporary problems in their lives. Okay. Um, this is a guy that I met at a, uh, rally <clears throat> 2018, 2019. Um, very nice man. His name is Randy, uh, Tillum. He went by Randy Savage on his YouTube channel. There's a uh, post here from family, uh, about his, um, uh, permanent steps to a temporary problem in his life. You guys can read between the lines or you can go, you know, read the family announcement, but, Guys suffer in silence, and um, I don't know why he did what he did, but um, very successful, had every car he wanted. Um, you know, as far as I knew, his, his, his personal life was fine. Um, had a huge audience on YouTube, like over 600,000 uh, subs, put out, you know, fun content. I didn't watch a ton of it over the last couple of years, but I just remember him being a, a nice, genuine guy on the rally, kind. Um, very fun to be around and it's just sad when like a 51 year old guy, you know, does something to, you know, which is completely permanent to a temporary problem in his life. Obviously, I don't know what the problem was. Um, I'm going to try to find out, but, um, if you know a guy that's going through some sort of turmoil, divorce, some shit's going down in his business, just reach out to them. Hey man, er everything okay? You know, you want to have a quick, uh, you know, chop up session on anything that's going on. You need a knee or anything, just check in, you know, just, just check in because, um, there's probably some signs there that something's going on in their life. And again, most guys suffer in silence. They don't say shit. They just, they just kind of like mill on it. So I just wanted to, um, you know, drop that out there just as a, just as a PSA and, uh, just to pay a little homage to, you know, what I came to know is a real nice guy in that rally. Um, Anyway, sad, but so I want to talk about um, how and why dudes complicate their lives. There's a concept which I was not aware of called uh, Oakham's Razor, and um, that's probably the easiest way to define this um, show. It's it's the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. Okay, <clears throat> I've said this for years now. We like to complicate our lives and justify why we do it in many things. And um, it's unnecessary. And the older that I've gotten and the more time that I've spent out there um, in groups, 
doing retreats, uh, dealing with guys one-on-one, um, the more I've come to realize that probably one of the most useful concepts that men need to understand, it's not how to get the girls or the game or any of that shit. It's understanding how to make your life simple. Um, Joe Polish uses this term um, when it comes to building businesses. He calls it building an elf business, easy, lucrative, and fun. Whereas most people, and you know when I say most, 90, 95% of guys build businesses that are half businesses, is what he calls them, hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. And the overcomplication of simple matters will invite that into your life. And it happens with women, with friendships, with jobs that we choose, um, lifestyle choices. Like you can go right down the list, right down the list. Um, If you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. If you hear somebody rambling on minutes, hours, whatever it happens to be, um, over over a topic, you know, the truth of the matter is, is they simply don't understand it. Because if you understand something, you can distill it down to simple points. There's a lot of... um, uh, summary points here on, um, let me just pull up this other screen over here because, uh, Albert, Albert Einstein, I think was, um, famous for, um, talking about stuff like this. And even Steve jobs adopted it in many of the Apple products that he created. He wanted something simple and beautiful, uh, out of clutter, find simplicity from discord, find harmony in the middle of difficulty lies an opportunity. Um, let me find the that's an Albert Einstein quote, by the way. Um, where's the one that I was looking for? Yeah, simplicity is the ultimate and, you know, sophistication. It, it's, it's like, why do we do this to ourselves? Here it is. Um, Any intelligent fool can make things bigger and more complex. It takes a touch of genius and a lot of courage to move in the opposite direction. Let me give you an example. So I did this, um, I did this retreat and, you know, some of my boys are in the chat right now, you know, I can see them. We did a big ass, uh, dinner downtown Toronto. Um, there's about 17 or 18 of us on uh, Thursday night. And, um, then a handful of us, I think there was eight, um, in total, um, as participants on the hero's trip that, um, you know, I took them up North, um, got a, got a nice place set up and, um, facilitator and, you know, took them on the whole, uh, hero's trip and, you know, did the inner work and the integrations and all that stuff. And, you know, there's always conversations, you know, when guys get together and talk and start opening up on stuff that's going on in their life with women, with family, with business and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, one of the things that we did was we went out for a bit of a stroll on, you know, one of the days, the weather was not the greatest this weekend. You know, we woke up, you know, in the morning, there was snow on the ground once and it was, you know, it was cold for the most part. But um, yeah, I went for the stroll and then we ended up by this, um, you know, marina and, you know, all the boats were still stacked and out of the water stuff. And there was a bunch of guys at the end of the, the pier that were fishing. We we're just walking. And one of the guy goes, uh, look out over there. There's a pile of dog shit, right? And I want to use that as an example because a smart guy that understands simplicity out of complex issues will just identify the problem and walk around it. Some people will identify the problem and step in it and then complain about the results that they get from stepping in it. A lot of people, it seems nowadays, will actually get down and examine it. They want to know what kind of a relationship 
or sorry, what kind of breed the dog was, what kind of a relationship the dog had with its owner, what it ate the night before. Is it borderline personality disorder? Is it NPD? Um, does it have a narcissistic personality trait to it? Um, you know, do, 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 you know, sort of thing. And why all of that sort of, you know, sort of stuff occurs when it's unnecessary. You've identified it shit. You walk around it and you carry on. And, you know, I've, I've been saying this and I'm going to keep saying it because I see a lot of guys spending far, far too much time just dealing with problem shit that they don't need to, you know, I'll use, you know, problem women as an example, because I know most of you guys watching this are uh, men, but it's like, you know, you see, she's a problem. It like, it walks like a duck. It quacks like a duck. It waddles like a duck. It floats on water. It dives like a duck. You know, it flies like a duck. It's a duck. Okay. If it looks like a problem, it's going to be a problem, right? Again, you know, that whole Oakham's um, razor, again, the simplest explanation is generally the correct one. If the bitch is crazy, that's all you need to know. You don't need to care about what her relationship was with her father, if she's a feminist, if she's a conservative, if she's a liberal, why her hair is dyed purple, what shade of purple is used. Um, does she believe in abortion? Is she pro-choice? Is she uh, Second Amendment choice? it's like all this time spent on nonsense when all you got to do is look at and go it's dressed like a red flag and it marches like a chinese communist red flag parade we're just not going to invite that into our life okay and that's really just you know the 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 beauty of the simplicity is not inviting crazy in your life who cares why it's crazy who cares why that shit is there who cares what breed that is who cares what relationship that breed has with its owner, how old that dog is, what it had for dinner. It doesn't matter. It's shit. You just walk around it. You just keep moving and you walk around it and you set it aside. The problem is, is too many guys today, especially when it comes to personal relationships, invite nightmares in their life. I had a, you know, a bunch of private conversations with a whole bunch of guys over the last few days. And, um, you know, a lot of it went around, you know, the whammons. You know, a lot of it was like, you know, I invited this crazy chick in my life and this, that, and the other thing happened. And now I'm dealing with the consequences of that, right? And it's expensive consequences and it's time-consuming consequences. Um, and there's guys that legitimately, you know, identify that they're taking years off their life dealing with those consequences, you know. Um, and it's simple. It really is simple. Don't get involved, you know. There's like... You know, to, to, to kind of tip my, you know, my hat a little bit, you know, to the MGTOW crowd, um, you know, the ones that are truly choosing, not sent, you know, their own way, the ones that are choosing to go their own way, you know, sort of thing. There's, there's a simplicity in that, you know, to some degree for the ones that execute it properly. Um, you know, the ones that spend far too much time just... On, on nonsense and you should come to re, you know recognize what nonsense looks like you know like it's a skill that you have to develop as a guy like you know again if if somebody's rambling some shit to off to you about an investment about a business about some new fucking cryptocurrency or some bullshit uh, like nft jpeg fucking overpriced you know what i'm talking about right like if it just doesn't make any sense to you and they're just going off about it for fucking ever it, like, no, it's like the answer is no, absolutely fucking not. Right. Um, again, you know, if it's not a hell yes, it's always a fuck no. Right. Um, s simplicity will save your life. 
You know, if you don't have the capacity to make like good calls, like if you can't make good calls and assess people and size them up quickly and properly, then then that's going to affect you at some point. It's 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 you know it's going to catch up to you. I don't know what happened to Randy. I don't. But smart guy, successful, loads of money, lots of cars, donated lots of charity, you know, uh, charities, changed lots of lives. Took permanent steps to it, whatever temporary problem was going on in his life. I mean, it, it, you know, this is this is where things can go if you can't simplify complex matters. You know, that's that's again an extreme example, but this is where things can go. So, I invite you to, um, you know, the next time somebody starts running their mouth about some shit for minutes, hours, whatever it happens to be investment opportunity their position on women this is how you get whatever or make more money or get the girls or whatever the fuck it is no no it's it's you know like if it sounds like too much work and it's too complex then it it is you know i can save you a lot of time and money just on that alone that's it simplify your life look for things that fill your sails with wind and take you to your you know your next passage your next port of call and cut those anchors off man Cut off anything that, that, that like comes at you in a far too complex manner. Just ser seriously, man. You know, like it's, yeah, um, Jerry's in the chat. You know, it's literally all in your head. You know, it's, 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 just, it's just crazy. Just say no. Um, men should listen more to their gut feelings and stop hesitating. Hire slow, fire fast. There's a chapter in my book. If you haven't read The Unplugged Alpha, make sure you get it. It's on Amazon, and guys, if you've you know if you've gone through it and you got some value out of it, which um, I'm getting loads of positive feedback still, you know, to this day, just do me a solid. Go to Amazon, leave a written review, let other men know what value that you got out of it. But hiring slow and firing fast, hire like all that really means. You know, I'll I'll just summarize it for you: is take your time leaning into something, take your time dealing with a new business partner, take your time vetting uh, an investment opportunity, take your time vetting a woman. Don't just, you know, she likes me and she, you know, returns my call and she touches my pee-pee. So now I'm going to marry her in 90 days. No. Date her for a couple of years. See what she's all about. See what happens when stress is introduced to the relationship. See what happens when, you know, you tell her no. You know, you can tell a lot about people when you say no to them, when they don't get what they want, you know, from you. So I talk more about it in the chapter, obviously, but hire slow, fire fast. So take your time getting to know and inviting somebody into your life. And when you identify that they're a problem, cut them off fast. That's it. No fucking around. It's, that's it. You give them the, you know, the apprentice, the cobra. You're fired. Get the fuck out of here, you know. You guys know how that goes. Um, got a lot of guys in the chat here. Lots of super stickers and thanks and stuff like that. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, that's... Um, that's about all that I really need to um, say in the matter. Like, I, I don't need to make it overly complex. I mean, you know, let's let's keep with the theme of the show here. Um, I'm going to drop the join link. Join in and ask a question live. And there's a StreamYard link. I'm going to pin it to the top of um, the show on YouTube's pin message. So for all of those people that are listening to the replay, how do I get on the show? That's how you get on the show. You watch it live. Hit set reminder on the show, usually on Sunday or Monday when I build it. 
so that you get notified when we go live. It's always eight o'clock every Monday night, Eastern Standard Time. If you catch it live, you have an opportunity to hop in and ask a question. If you're not able to catch it live, you know, you can listen to the replay on YouTube. It's on all the podcast pla uh, platforms as well. Um, I'm also going to mention again, um, because we're getting close to the date, I'm going to, I'm going to open up my, um, mindset course on entrepreneurship. It's called the school of entrepreneurship, uh, next Monday. So if you have a startup business that you're getting, uh, started on, or you want to start a business, one of the most common questions I get from guys is like, you know, I'm tired of working my corporate gig, the J-O-B. I feel like I'm slowly dying inside. I'm not putting pronouns in my bio. I don't want to stand with anybody or put any flags or anything like that or participate in any of the nonsense that's going on in, you know, the wokeness of the corporate world. How do I start up my own business? This is what I've created for you, okay? It's a mindset course. It's going to get your head squared away on what you should be leaning into and what you should be leaning away from. It's not a do A, B, and C, and this is how you uh, run like an Amazon FBA course. That's, that's not me. I'm not that guy. I don't do that dumb shit. Um, there's lots of that stuff out there. I'm not a big fan of it. I talk in about a dozen lectures in the course. There's, so here's what's included. Um, there's about a dozen lectures. They total somewhere between four and five hours. I'm not entirely sure what the total hour count is, but there's plenty there. It's simple. It's not complex. I'm not going to baffle your brains with bullshit with fucking 22 hours of like course material. I've distilled it down and sanitized out anything you don't need. I've only left the things that you need to get your head around and understand concepts on. Also included in it, there's going to be a um, element on a private Facebook group where I'm going to drop Zoom links on a monthly basis. So the private group, you'll be able to chop up ideas amongst yourselves and with me in there. You can tag me if you need me to come in on something, but I'll be doing monthly Zoom calls for the students that buy into the course um, where you can ask questions or if there's something going on in a business that you're, you know, you're starting up or a side hustle or something like that, we can, we can talk about that. Um, it's, it's going to launch um, for $9.97 um, and it is worth its weight in gold, right? So if it's something that you've contemplated and you want to do, um, it is a good use of your time, resources and attention. Absolutely. Um, before we get started here, I'm going to just quickly run my, uh, reel. Oh, you know what? I didn't even put my branding up. I gotta, I gotta stay on top of things, man. Here we go. There's that thing over there. And, um, I got a, a quick ad insert here. It's like two minutes, 20 seconds. Uh, just pay some bills. So pay attention to this and take a look at some of the sponsored stuff. This episode is brought to you by the unplugged alpha supplement line, Grandike soap company and Chad's face scrub. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha supplement line. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients and unlike cheap supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher longer and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics in your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is an easily digested bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by their various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or just use coupon code ALPHA10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Men, I use Tactical Soap and God of War Beard Oil every day. 
Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine-lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Gentlemen, my go-to face scrub to keep this manly face clean and clear is Chad's. Again, it's incredibly important to me to only use products with all natural ingredients without nasty chemicals that disrupt male hormone levels or convert to estrogen in your body. And unlike watery scrubs that slip between your fingers, this thick face scrub with black lava sand gives you powerful results in one go. Visit getchads.com and you'll be redirected to the Amazon store you'll get 10% off when you use coupon code GETCHADS10. You can find all the links I've just mentioned pinned below in the top YouTube comment. If you want to learn more about why I endorse these natural products to my audience, search on my YouTube channel for an episode I did with Dr. Anthony J titled, Playing to Win Number 21, How Estrogenics Make You Fat, Sick, and Infertile with Dr. Anthony J. Let's get on with the show. All right, and we're back. <clears throat> so for those of you that have asked about how to um, figure out when the course launches and uh, to get in on it, you're going to want to make sure you're on my email list. Okay, so go to entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash red dash flags. You'll get the free chapter from my book on red flags, uh, which is uh, 20 red flags that you want to pay attention to when dealing with women on a long-term basis. Um, but you'll also be on my email list that way. So when I launch it, You'll get the uh, early notice and uh, early bird price. All right, um, we got some guys piling in here for the Q&A segment. Um, if you want to let me know in the private chat what it is you want to talk about, that just helps me um, you know, uh, identify who I'm going to pull in first. Um, Jayaz, hey Rich, I feel like I get good momentum, but at times look back at negative thoughts and behavior. Uh, got a guy that wants to R&D entrepreneurs and cars as a young man. I'm not sure what that means. All right, let's see what Dominic's got here for us. All right, so you want to R&D my channel? Yeah, no, I've uh, been watching your stuff for quite a while. You can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really honestly believe in like the same stuff you guys have been doing, like just helping young men get on their path. Um, How old are you? Uh, just about to be 21 in a week. Okay. So yeah. And and your question is what specifically? Yeah, yeah. Um just like how can I as a young man like help like basically starting like a YouTube channel like yourself, like taking what you do right now and kind of applying it to myself. Like I'm not as experienced as you or like don't have near as many experiences. So it's kind of like with the content or you have much more experience than I do. So my only fear is like I would run out of content or I wouldn't be able to talk about some of the what, stuff you talk about. What do you do for a living right now? Uh, I just got hired as a CAD technician, okay. AutoCAD. And what about YouTube appeals to you? Um, I mean, specifically, I just like the thought of helping people, motivating them, putting them on their path. And that's what I'm doing right now. So, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah, okay. I, I mean, Moff just said it right there in the, the chat, so I'll throw it up on the screen. So go live some life, dude. You're 21. Yeah, no, there, and that's what I'm a, doing. Um, there's a saying and it's, you know, you can only take somebody as far as you've come. 
So the only right. guys that you're going to be able to help are going to be a lot younger than you and a lot less experienced than you. And the average, you know, demographic of viewers on YouTube is mostly older guys, right? 25 mm -hmm. plus, like 25 to 35 is probably like the core. You don't have any, any value to offer. If you want to offer value to other men, the best thing for you to do is to create that for yourself, make, make something of yourself. And then if you still feel like you want to share that, you press the same upload button that I do, that Mr. Beast does, that whoever your next favorite, you know, content creator is. So it's an equal playing field, right? Like there's no barrier to entry there. There's, it's completely permissionless. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. But I would discourage young guys like you from trying to give advice to other young guys. Cause it generally doesn't work out. Like you, okay. you haven't lived enough of life and fallen down enough times, bruised yourself, you know, collected the scars to be able to be that useful. Like I hate to say it, but I got this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And that's one of the fears I was like basically misleading people and just, it's not so much that you're misleading them. It's just that you're not, you haven't, you haven't lived enough of life to be as useful as you really can be. Right. And I'm not yeah. saying don't do it. I'm just saying, dude, you're 21. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, make your first million first, like max out on your looks, like make sure that you're not going to get duped by women, right? Like make sure that you know how to make it rain and you can, you know, solve problems and you're competent, like do all those things before you stand up and say, Hey guys, I have something to offer you. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing right now. Like how you were talking about slowly getting into stuff. I've been like in the background for like the past year, year and a half now. I'm very mm -hmm. excited for your course coming out. I'm uh, planning on getting into the 10% group. So that's very Good. appealing to me. So yeah, I've got my uh, small startup business that I'm just doing, got an LLC approved back in December. So it's a slowly working process, just getting it out there, looking to get a product out there, so. Good, yeah, start start with that, yeah. Um, you know, there's, the see, one of the things that I see with YouTube is again, because it's a permissionless environment and like anybody can up, upload, you know, whatever they want. There's a yeah. lot of low quality crap out there from people that hold yeah. out to the public either intentionally or unintentionally that they've got know-how in a certain area that doesn't really, you know, serve anybody. So yeah. I'd rather see like younger guys like you, like get out there, do the work, you know, level yourself up. Um, you know, if you want it, like you mentioned the 10%, I haven't updated my website yet to include a um, link to that, but Moff's got one. So if you listen to a stereo show after this, he'll, he'll mention it and he'll show you how to get in and, you know, you can get in on um, his end, you know, support that guy at least. Cause I mean, you know, he's, you know, he's a 30 year old guy that's, that's, that was probably, you know, thinking a lot of the same things that you have, but he's lived a lot more life. So he's a lot more useful. Right. Yeah. And these past two years have been some of the most uh, critical thinking skills of my entire life. And it's just made me really see the world for what it is. And my, um, I, I almost cringe at myself saying that I'm red pill aware mm -hmm. or like red pill nature. I'm for how my dad raised me. It's more just second nature to me. So, mm -hmm. okay. It's, uh, I, I feel like I'm very confident in the world. I'm very, just a lot different than the people around me. And like I've said, I've had to lovingly let people go just because of their choices and the things that they're doing in their life. I'm looking to level up, find people that are like at your level or who are looking to be at that level. So that's it. That's it, man. You know, it's like, you know, like one step at a time. All right, Tom. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Uh, let's see what we got here in a private. Again, guys, in a private chat, let me know what it is that you want to uh, have a chat about. Um, let's see here we got. And for those of you guys listening live still right now, 
Um, the join link, the StreamYard link to join in and ask a question live is pinned at the top of the um, live chat on YouTube. So it's all there for you. Um, let's see what uh, Bruno's got here for us. He says, share an experience on the topic. All right, what's going on? Hey, Rich. Hey, Guy. Doing good, doing good. What do you got for me? Yeah, today? pleasure. Pleasure to meet you. Um, yeah, long-time listener. I uh, appreciate all the work that you've been doing for everyone over the years. So, mm -hmm. um, Yeah, the story that I've got is um, yeah, about three, three and a half years ago, I started seeing this girl and uh, things sort of fell off. And uh, she kind of, um, you know, broke, broke away from me. And um, yeah, for a really long time, I was, uh, I guess you could say, carrying the bag of bricks, sort of beating myself up. But I knew that fundamentally, uh, I had to sort of look within and, and do some of the work to sort of improve myself and then ended up getting a new job, ended up getting more pay, um, you know, kept hitting the gym and, and continually just working on myself. And it was about a week, week and a half ago, I was at a sales conference interstate uh, and I ended up running into her on a late Friday night with another guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just She was like, with another guy. Yeah, she was with another guy. And it was mm -hmm. like, it was this kind of moment that I was like, I can't believe that I like punished myself for so long because of this woman. And she's just out like with another dude, like literally getting passed around in a different state. And it was like, it was just a, a bit of like a, you know, kind of fuck, like fuck with my head sort of moment. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I guess like, you know, talking about on, on the subject, it was like, I complicated my life for so long, you know, beating myself up over it and um, sort of po pointing the finger at myself, thinking that there was something wrong with me. Where in reality, like these, like she's 33, like, literally getting passed around you know it's kind of like public property almost look man i've i've seen it happen in the course of 24 hours i've seen i've seen women move from being intimate with me to another dude within a course of 24 hours no shame whatsoever completely try to hide it even if it's exposed doesn't matter i'm a woman so you know i get away with whatever i want it's just like who, who cares you know like like you know, to the point of the show on complicating life and justifying why, again, you know, there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time with, oh, well, you know, she does it because of this, that, and the other thing. And it's like the whole thing with the dog shit, right? What kind of relationship does the dog have with the owner? How old is the dog? What's the breed? What did they have for dinner for last night? All that stuff doesn't matter. It's shit. Same thing with her. It's shit. Okay. You don't need to deal with that. And then there's other people to be like, well, you know, you have to work on your inside and this, that, and the other thing. And you've probably got this problem. They try to like convince you that you're fucked up. And the truth of the matter is you probably aren't right. You're probably just spending too much of your time, resources, and, and energy focused on one nightmare of a chick because you have an unhealthy attachment to her because you didn't have better options. Okay. Maybe things were going your way at work and, you, and you're not like the best version of yourself at your age group in your demographic in your city making the kind of money that you should be making. You're not seeing red flags when they come at you. You invite them into your life instead of repelling them, right? Very simple, basic con you know, concepts. And if you just you know, sanitize away all the nonsense and you distill it, like, you know, like one of the things that I find interesting you know, now that my book's been out is it's like, it's a 200 pager. It's less than five hours on Audible. I've basically taken everything that I saw was the most useful information that I came across on my end personally. And as a collection of note taking with all the guys that I was dealing with on consults one on one, and I distilled it all down and I sanitized all the shit off it, like all the fucking fillers that you hear, especially in the Mano Swamp a lot, you know, a lot of these guys. 
and I just yeah. got rid of all the junk and I sanitize it down to the best stuff. And I think that's why the book is doing, you know, so many favors for so many guys today. It's because it's simplified. And if I were to do a revised update on it, I would probably simplify it even further, right? I mean, the follow-up yeah. book that I'm going to do to it is is going to be very, very similar to that one as, as well. Like whatever concepts that I'm going to talk about, it's not going to be complicated. It's going to be simplified to the fucking point on the most important stuff that you need. And it's the same thing with your life as a guy. I mean, if you want to live your life as an unplugged alpha and like really, you know, have the best experience that you possibly can. I mean, like you talk about like these things like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? With the top being the self-actualization sort of thing. A self-actualized man, an unplugged man, you know, if you will, does not complicate his life unnecessarily with, you know, things that are going to throw him off his, you know, trajectory, right? Let's just, yeah. just move on. And just like uh, uh, another compliment to your book is your Clips Channel funny sort of story. My brother, you know, I, uh, I have a younger brother and I try to sort of be that older, older brother, kind of influence him. And mm -hmm. uh, he notices that I listen to you a lot. And, uh, you know, probably about a year ago, he was sort of making fun of me. He's like, why do you listen to this bearded guy on the internet? Blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. he's an older guy. Like he's kind of, you know, has the experience. Like give, give, give it some, give it a chance. And would you believe it, like a couple of months ago, he'll, he'll be sending me a text message with like a link to like one of your clips or stuff like that. So it slowly like kind of seeps into him as well, mm. like kind of having that mentality. So yeah. A lot of guys struggle with, with new information that frees them. It's overwhelming right? at times. Like this, because you know, because society is a female first primary social order that's designed to protect women and, and use men, basically. You know, men are disposable, women are protected. So when men start hearing things about putting themselves first and maybe shining a light on, you know, specific traits about female nature that aren't particularly flattering, they resist. Like, I, bro, like I had a conversation with a, a good friend over the weekend about his relationship with his father and, you know, his old man struggles with, um, you know, the newfound reality that he lives within. You know, he thinks that there's something wrong with him or that he's joined a cult or whatever. And it's like, these things can coexist, you know, like you can coexist with family that don't support your mission, that don't like, you know, your new beliefs. And you can still use these beliefs to serve you better. Right. Yeah. Right. Like nobody's cramming it down your throat. You know, it's a choice, right? Like unplugging is a choice. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like even when I hang out <clears> with my dad, like he'll just say some shit and I'm just like, yeah, that's not really how the world works. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to women, when me and my brother and my dad sort of get together and we have these conversations. My mm -hmm. dad is very blue-pilled, right? But he's, he's a good man. He, he raised us both really, really well. But when we're having these kind of man-to-man -man talks regarding like women and like lifestyle, like my dad will just say some shit and like even my brother will look at me. Like my brother's a bit of a blue-pilled alpha, I think. But like we'll just kind of look at each other and be like, what are you talking about? But mm -hmm. I don't know if that's from a different generational thing or... Maybe he was raised differently. He was raised very feminine. I've, At I've some point, they will that. get it. At some point, they will get it. You know, the teacher will always appear when a student becomes ready. And, yeah. for most, and for most guys, it's after chaos. You know, they have to experience chaos. There has to be some kind of like um, Nicholas Talim Taleb. I can't remember his full name, but he wrote the book um, Anti-Fragile. And he talks about black swan events, you know, sort of thing. It's like, like the thing. What's that? like COVID? Yeah, kind of like COVID. But I mean, like, you know, to the point of like, for m most men personally, a black swan event, you know, for a guy would be, 
you know, I'll just use my example. You know, you overly invest into a relationship where she sees you as a utility and you've cucked yourself raising another man's uh, children. You know, I made that stupid mis- mistake, right? And it's like all of a sudden now, you know, you're dealing in a black swan event where, you know, the chick that you invest all your time and resources in her and her kids is now porking some other guy because you have a disagreement, right? And she lies about it, you know, sort of thing. So it's like, you know, it's these black swan events that will send guys over the edge and then seeking, you know, the truth. The same thing happened with my divorce. The same thing happened in my business when I was dealing with lobbying issues with the credit card companies and the Ontario government, with the legislative changes sort of thing. It's like, you know, there's going to be a sequence of events in a man's life where a safe world theory that you hold, that you rely on for your own... um, safe operation you know if you will it's like having your legs taken out from underneath you you know sort of thing and it's like okay so that thing that i was leaning on no longer supports me now now i'm on the fucking ground what happened because i completely invested in that belief right and that's kind of like the black swan event that i was like you know mentioning earlier it's it's the chaos that drives men into into seeking this knowledge so you can't force it down your, you know, down their throat. Like one of the first things that most guys do is they're like, you know, like a guy like you as the older brother will show your younger brother a couple of clips and say, check out this guy. And he's like, who's this bald bearded loser? I'm not listening to this. You know, it looks like That's he's... literally what happened. <laughs> basically, yeah. You know, at some point, some, some shit will go sideways in their life and they'll come back and they'll be like, you know what? That bald bearded guy is right. Yeah. Even with friends of mine and stuff like that, they go through some relationship stuff like... I've made the mistake in the past of like maybe blabbing on about the red pill a little bit too much, maybe yeah. even in a public setting, right? Because I yeah. do feel it's a little bit of a superpower. But yeah, now that I've got a little bit more experience, I just I just see shit. I just kind of keep to myself. Like like you said, if people don't want the help, they don't want the help, you know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can drop a couple of sound bites, see if they respond, if they're non-responsive. All right, cool. You know, have fun simping for that, you know? Enjoy. Cool. Awesome, man. Keep up the good work and uh, yeah, all the best. Thanks, Bruno. Appreciate it. All right, let's see what we got here in the uh, privates for. We got we got Alex, we got Rich, got a guy named Yayas who doesn't have a camera on. Um, guys with a camera on will always get first you know first exposure, guys. So um, you know you you want to hop in on the call? Let's do this. Let's see what we got going on here in the chat. Everybody's active. Lovely. Guys, do me a solid. Hit the like button. Let's get those likes up. There's 700 people almost watching. 267 likes. It costs you nothing to hit the like button. It helps me out with the algorithms. Come on. Let's go, go, go. Um, all right. Let's see what uh, Rich has here for us. Rich. Rich looks like a bit of a gangster. <laughs> hey, man. How you doing? I uh, love, love your stuff, man. I, I've, I've actually only been listening for about two weeks. All right. Uh, I was turning on to you from a friend of mine, and uh, been through a lot with him, and and over the years, and he's like, you got to listen to this guy. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, all right. Um, I spent the last two years of my life kind of unplugging myself, doing everything that I've listened to you talk about, trying to find it myself, and mm-hmm. it, it took a long time to get over the one-eyedness, understanding crazy women, and trying to figure everything out. So. Man, I, I, I found I, I just bought your book. It just arrived the other day. I'm getting ready to start it. So cool. Um, I, I love everything that you're you're trying to, to, to talk about. My biggest thing is is just there's a lot of guys out there. It's once you start to see this and once you start to to really unplug. I, I'm really looking at I look at women so different. It's like 
it's like I see them, and I always kind of laugh. I always say I see them, and I, they look like Lupus to me, you know. You just <laughs> see all these women and, and and all their games and everything, everything coming at you. And it's just, um, I, I don't know. It's, I, I'm trying to just gather all my thoughts right now. I really love, I love what you're doing. I love your book. I love all the ideas that you have. There's so many guys out there that are so lost, and they they they'd have no idea. Are you married, Rich? Not anymore, man. I see you got a tattoo on your ring finger. So what happened? Uh, that that was uh, just being the beta, you know. Dare you? You do it, I'll do it. That kind of crap, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, that's 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 more of a reminder now of uh, what not to do. You know? Yeah. See if you can get it covered up with a red flag or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I always say um, I was the guy that uh, used to take red flags and fold them into roses. And, and yeah. <laughs> Well, guys uh, love know, playing Captain Save a Ho, right? You know, we love to go yeah. swoop in and rescue women because that's what uh, that's what Disney taught us as young men. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I, I, I used to ask about marriage. I've, I've been married three times, and it, it mm. took me three times to figure out um, you can't continue to just solve every girl's problems. And, and you know, I, I always said, and like I said, I spent the last few years trying to figure it out. And um, you'll you'll constantly just level up and. And you'll make them happy this way, and then they'll go a little bit higher. And then you try to make them that happy, and go a little bit higher, and a little bit. You're never going to make these women happy. It's, you're going to run out of steam. And, and uh, yeah, that's a losing game. Trying to trying to chase, trying to do things to buy or win her happiness. It's not your responsibility to make her happy. She like she needs to be a happy person to begin with. And if and if her like being pleasant to be around her being happy relies on you doing things like buying shit, going to events, renovating things in the house. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, you can go right down the fucking list. You know, a lot of guys will do all of those things. It's like, there's no end in sight and you will literally spend the rest of your entire life trying to make an unhappy person happy. It'll, it'll never happen. It'll ruin you and it'll slowly steal your soul from you. Um, I have a very good friend of mine that, um, you know, recognizes early on in a marriage his, his one and only marriage. And he said, look, you know, I was with her for a couple of years and I realized, you know, that I, that I had to leave because I was going to spend the rest of my natural born life making an, uh, try to make an unhappy person happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't do that. It's a total waste of your time. No, very, very bad use of your time. In fact, you and, gotta go in, you gotta go into everything now. You gotta be happy yourself. Um, you gotta, you gotta meet somebody if, if you want to be in an LPR and all that. It's, yeah. You've got to find somebody that's already happy, and, and that's that's the thing. Too many guys are trying to to tell women what they want to hear, make them happy, and it's and they, and they just wind up making themselves miserable. You know the truth of the matter is, Rich, is that women fall in love when they're doing things for you, not the other way around. Right. So, I mean, like if a woman sees you as her best hypergamous option, see, she wakes up in the morning and she looks at you and she says, this is the best I can do. I love this guy. I can't do any better. She will literally fall head over heels in love with you by doing things for you. I mean, you can just assign simple tasks to see if she'll do them. Do me, you know, do me a solid. Um, the dry cleaning's ready. Here's a receipt. I know you're grabbing groceries. Can you pick them up for me? Yeah. Right. And if she complies and, you know, and she enjoys doing stuff like that, like if she enjoys serving you in that sort of respect, that's a good thing. And there's a lot of women out there. Like, like there's a large element of women out there right now that have, that have this ingrained belief that they can't do anything for the express pleasure of a man. In yeah. fact, I bet that if you watch the comments 
over the next couple of days, you're going to see women chime in and say, fuck this guy. I don't serve anybody. I want an equal partner, blah, blah, blah. Right. And these are the miserable women that end up with a box wine collection and, and six cats smelling like cat piss when you go over to their place at 42, you know, with their girlfriends. So how's that working out for you, ladies? <laughs> anyway, uh, Rich, I'm going to move on. I got a bunch of other guys waiting to hop in. Do, do me a solid when you finish the book. Just leave a quick uh, written review on Amazon and let guys know that you know you got some value out of it for me, would you? Absolutely will, man. Keep up the great work. You're awesome. Thank you. Thanks, bro. All right. Let's see what we got here. Okay, okay. Uh, Mentron says, green flag. She brings more to the table than uh, intimacy. Girls give it up for free today, so treat it like cover charge, not the main event. That's a good point. Yeah, there should uh, there should be more to it than just that. You know, I've I've said it for a long time, guys. You know, if you're going to invite a woman in your life to spend time with you, make sure that there's some compliment to your life. Like like she is, um, she's a compliment to something, right? Like she's got some special or useful skills. It's not about you bending the knee to serve her like a simp. That is a path to misery. That is a path to betatization through a thousand concessions. That is a path to getting ground through the divorce machine. It, it, it does not serve you. Um, lots of guys will verify that, trust me. I mean, or don't listen to me. I don't, I don't care. You know, you'll find out the hard way. It's entirely up to you. Um, all right, let's see who we got here. I got Alex. Uh, looks like you've been waiting for a bit longer, so let me pull you in, and uh, I'll get to a few of the other guys in a second here. What do you got for me, Alex? Oh, you're muted, buddy. Just hit that little... How's it going, Rich? There you go. Yeah, what do you got for me tonight, bro? Um, look, um, I've been watching your show for a very long time. I've got your book, um, and I just wanted to say that I've been living with my girl for almost five years now, mm -hmm. and... When I first met her, I had a beard. Okay. And I had my own place. Okay. And I had my own business. I had everything going for me. And things changed. Um, uh, I was renting at the time, and she was going through a, a breakup and everything. And and so... Hang on. Uh, she started I, dating you when she was still living with another guy? No, he moved out. Okay. So she was breaking up with him, and then she started dating you. Yeah. So yeah, she's a serial so, monogamist. <laughs> Anyways, look, she touched my pee-pee. She touched your pee-pee and you liked that, of course. And that's what happened. And mm -hmm. the sex was amazing. The sex was mm -hmm. just ridiculously amazing. And I fell for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm still here. And now I'm in her frame. This is her place. Mm -hmm. And I've been struggling to get on my feet now. And I'm trying to get back to a certain level now. And, um, Are you guys still together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, just like fair warning, dude, she's probably going to see this video. Somebody's going to come across it and show it to her. So what you're about to tell me is going to end up being problematic for you. Well, look, it's it's not about that. Look, it's it's about the fact that, um, look, I love her. I, I, I deeply care for her and mm -hmm. I, wanna, I want to excel with her because uh, I, I, I care about her a lot. And I, I'm trying to get to a, a point where it's like, I'm the leader. I am the man of the place. This is not just your place. This is my place as well. And I'm trying to get- You've been to with her for how long? Five years. So what you're talking about is regaining the frame of the relationship and, exactly. and having her look up to you as the alpha male. 
Exactly. Exactly. And, and how do you do that if you've gone through the betatization process now? I just say, I've got to go. That's the door for me. I've got to go. Mm. And what happens? She's sucking my dick. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want me to leave. So <clears throat> now that you know what the problem is, you can try to fix it. I haven't seen a lot of guys do this successfully. Like, once a woman sees you as a high-value guy that she wants to be intimate with and be in a relationship with, and you start dating, and then she starts... You've read my book, yeah? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then she starts... Times, by the way. Good, perfect. So, and then she starts putting you through the betatization process, which is a sequence of, like, a series of paper cuts. It's like death by a thousand paper cuts. And then it gets to the point where it's like, now you're in her place, and uh, I see everything's nicely organized over the shoulders there. Oh, it definitely yeah. looks like a woman's kitchen. Oh, right? yeah. There's cats here, too. Cats, too. All right. So, you know, like, you've gone through all those processes, and now you're in her frame in her house, you know, letting her decorate everything. Her cats are fucking everywhere. There's hair and everything. You wake up in the morning, there's a cat asshole there's by your face. There's yeah. cat vomit. Uh, so, okay, so let's stop on that for a minute. So if the cat vomits on the floor, who gets that? Is that you I raising do. your hand say that you do? That's right. You don't do that That's anymore. Right. I, I do the vomit part, but she takes the shit out of the cat litter. You don't do anything with any of that now. Dude, I'm... I'm Alpha <laughs> males do not pick up cat vomit. <laughs> I am so over it. Look, my point is that I am basically moving towards being more of an alpha. And I'm telling her... Look, not if you're picking up cat vomit. It's, it's you know her, what? That's... Your, your cat puked on the floor. I'm not dealing with that. That's your problem. It's not my problem. But I have to walk around it. You walk know around you're it talking about the whole You're talking about the whole shit problem about you see shit, you walk around it. Don't examine it. Right. And because I'm living here, I have to look. I've got to say, look, what are you going to do about that? Oh, yeah, the deal is you do that and I do this. It's... <laughs> Why is she setting the terms of the living arrangement not you that's what because, frame is right because rich this is her place this is her this is her castle okay i'm does in she, her castle does she does she own it like did she buy it or is she yes. renting it i helped her buy this place okay, i actually so, helped her i worked for two years making sure that she locks this place in got it so so she she bought it you pay rent there or do you pay half the mortgage i i give her i give her a certain amount every fortnight making sure that there's food in the fridge i do the shopping i do a lot of stuff for her okay so where do you live work. melbourne in melbourne, australia. australia okay what's um what is a family law state when it comes to um the matrimonial home because technically you guys are probably common law at this point like we, i would imagine that you own half of that well that's the thing i don't want it I don't want you may not. To do with you it. may not want it, but what you want is your independence, and you want her to look up at you and see exactly. you as the best option, and you want to feel like the alpha in the relationship, right? You want That's her right. to be in your frame. Yes. How how can she be in your frame? See, a woman can only enter a man's frame when she sees him as the best hypergamous option to her, and if she sees you as the beta male living in her house, picking up her cat vomit, and insert whatever other things that you happen to do that have you know, uh, basically, you know, con connect to the dots through the beatization process. You can't change her view of you until you change those things, right? So it's like, yep. you now have to lean into your inner asshole and become something that she's going to tell you that she hates. 
she's going to say, you've changed, Alex. You're not the guy that you know I thought you were. But you know what? You, you going back to the asshole guy is exactly the guy that she liked when she met you. He's exactly the guy. She's not going to admit it. He's, he, he also happens to be the exact same guy that she would probably start dating if you guys broke up, right? Yeah. Some guy that would probably refuse to live with her, especially if he's red-pilled as fuck too, right? Not mm. want to deal with cat vomit, right? Yeah. Or any of that nonsense. But here you are, the nice guy that's gone through the betatization process and you're trying to unfuck yourself. And it's like, she's going to protest, dude. She's not going to like when you say, I'm not picking up the cat vomit. Uh, dude, I don't do cat I vomit. Every time I walk out the door, I'm at the door. She stands at the door and say, where are you going? Like when we have our fights, it's I'm going to be where I'm at. Well, what time are you going to be back? I'll be back when I get back. (laughs) Oh, dude. You don't own me. It's, it's, it's pretty bad, but look. um, Okay. But that's, that's the thing because you let it get bad, right? Like you have to put your foot down. Well, where do you think you're going? I'm going to be where I'm at, bitch. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, oh my God, how could you talk to me like that? Just take your fucking gym bag, go to the gym, go to your friend's house, go away for a couple of days. Let her fucking, you know, marinate on it, right? And she's on the phone saying, where are you? When what time are you coming back? Your really phone is off. Your phone is off. You don't answer it. I had to turn it off, but she's constantly calling me and making sure, okay, are that's, you coming back? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, Alex, you're asking for my help. I'm telling you what to do, and you're refusing to listen to me. That's an asshole. Okay. An asshole is somebody that asks for somebody's advice and then they do nothing with it. They just make up excuses, complicate life, justify why. Well, I can't do any of these things, Rich, because I can't even leave my own place. And I'm a prisoner here because I'm living under her thumb because it's her place and I did all these things to help her get it sort of thing. Well, to be honest with you, dude, you have two choices. You can try to re-engineer this to try to unfuck this entire vortex that you've created for yourself, or you can leave and start fresh with somebody new and not let this happen again. It's, it's, it's like, again, you know, the theme of the show tonight is complexity and simplicity. And again, you know, the whole Occam's razor, the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. Okay. Okay. The simplest explanation here, the easiest thing for you to do is just to end this relationship and say, fuck it. I'm out. This relationship does not serve me. I'm not going to have somebody question me when I walk out the door. Where am I going every or side eyeing me or asking me why I'm not picking up cat vomit. It's not my fucking cat. I hate cats. Fuck the cat. Right. I want, it's, it's, I always, it, I, I always say, what are the, what are the cats before? Nothing. What use do they serve you? All right. Right. But I mean, like you let this happen, you know, you moved into her house. You allowed that whole cat situation to move on. You let her stand at the door saying, where do you think you're going? Right. This is a lot of stuff that you cannot, it's, I'm not going to say that you can't do it. There's going to be a lot of people out there that'll sell you a fucking bag of lies telling you that you can do it if you follow these steps and, you know, watch 17 hours of fucking video following all this horse shit. I'm going to tell you right now, the simplest answer to all this is say, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. Um, all right, man. Um, thanks for your time, Rich. I really appreciate it. Okay. Marinate on that for a bit. Thanks, bro. You know... That's that's tough. Like that's that's your that's your complicate life justify why guy. I've I've created a, a nightmare of a living situation. I am betatized. I can't leave my own house. I'm forced to fucking deal with animals that I don't even give a shit about that are like cats are assholes. Like let's just 
let's just call it what it is. Cats are nasty ass assholes. They're 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 rotten animals. They really are. I don't like cats. <laughs> they're just like the, I don't think I've ever met a cat that was cool. You know, to be honest with you, they're just shit. They're just rotten animals. They they jump up on your lap. They turn around. They lift their tail up and shove their asshole in your face. Like who does that? Like that's an asshole of an animal, right? But, you know, how many cats has she got? Three, two, four, I don't know. I mean, you know, why do you even let it get to that point? Why even let it be one? It, it, it's just, it's, it's so much work to fix something like that. It's like, you know, there's these guys on YouTube that will um, buy salvage title, you know, like vehicles. Like they'll, they'll find like a rare trash 765 LT McLaren and the insurance company has it up for auction for a hundred grand. It's a seven hundred thousand dollar car, brand spanking new in perfect condition as option. And they'll go and buy it. And then they think to themselves, awesome deal. I'm gonna go and fix all of this now. And it's like they spend all of this time, effort, and resources, and they spend another seven hundred thousand dollars in materials, parts, labor, fixing, straightening things out, carbon fiber this, realigning that, you know, like all the work that goes into it. And then what they're left with is something they've spent more on something that doesn't have any inherent value now because it's a salvage title, right? Like when you see it up for sale and on the Carfax it says salvage title, it, it's basically garbage. Like if if only women would come with a Carfax, like, you know, like guys spend more time researching vehicles, how many owners did it have? Do you have the maintenance records? Were the oil changes done on time? You know, what does a Carfax say? Were there any accidents? Then they'll have like a pre-purchase inspection done on the vehicle to make sure that, you know, everything's accurate and all the, you know, ducks line up sort of thing. Guys will spend more time on that than the, what they will dealing with the women. And they'll invite, you know, a woman into their life that's going to completely, you know, ruin them and betatize them and put them in a position where like they can't even walk. Imagine being a guy and you can't even walk out the door of your own house without a chick going, where do you think you're going? Try pulling that shit on me. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, guys, you know, they let themselves get to that point. Dealing with a salvage title piece of shit. Forget it. Forget it. And again, you know, that's like part of the beauty of simplicity is you don't allow yourself to complicate your life in such a way that it's just like, holy smokes, like this is like this is what I've done, you know, to myself. Just fucking start fresh. Get rid of it. I'm out. That's it. Okay, now I'm now I'm unplugged. Now I'm red pill aware. I've got I've got my game sorted out. I'm not gonna let a chick do this to me again. As soon as she's like, you know, you're with a new girl and you're brushing your teeth and you're looking out the window and she's like, Hey Rich, what are you doing over there? You can't brush your teeth over there. You're gonna get toothpaste on the carpet. I'm gonna turn around and side eye her ass and be like, Don't talk to me like that. I'm finished here, brush my teeth. Okay? It's like Every little concession that you make along the way, letting her tell you what to do about everything makes your value go down to the point where you can't even walk out the front door of your own place. And it's not even your own place, it's her place. And you've bent over backwards to help her get her, get her place, which has inherently lowered your value. So it's like, it's try to fix it if you want, but it's like, you know, my advice is, fuck it, I'm out. I'm not doing this. I am, I am... You've become somebody's bitch, you know, is really what it boils down to. And as soon as you, you know, get to that position, it's very, 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 very hard to unfuck yourself. Very hard. Um, 
All right, let's see what we got here. Yows, yows, yows. I'm I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but uh, you're on, buddy. You're uh, muted, by the way. Hey, Rich. How are you? Hey, man. What do you got for me? Uh, so I've read your book and uh, I've listened to you for a while, but uh, the current situation I'm in, I've uh, got out of an engagement nine months ago uh, to an attorney. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, know. I was I was married to a lawyer. Right. No, I, I, Sorry. I yeah. So. Anyways, I, you know, I, I, similar to the last caller, uh, you know, I moved into her place and, you know, basically, you know, paid a, paid a foundation, all that good stuff. But I, I made the decision at the end of the day to end it, which is the right decision. And, um, you know, a lot of red flags that I ignored myself. And uh, it's been nine months and uh, lost like 40 pounds. You know, I, uh, I make, you know, I make great money. I'm in medicine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I felt like I've, I've been doing well, but I get in these kind of bouts in my head where uh, I beat myself up, you know, putting myself in that position. What and, do you mean putting uh, yourself in that position? Like meaning like, you know, losing frame and uh, losing yourself and, uh, okay, you know, th- those those type of thoughts and feelings. And um, and so, you know, I, I, I do have these months where I'm, I'm doing fantastic at work, you know, I'm hitting the gym. Uh, you know, I'm feeling great. And I'll have these bouts of like uh, negative thoughts, you know, not not like harming myself, but just negative thoughts, you know, putting myself down for uh, decisions that I made that put myself in that situation, right? You mean like you're going back to the ex-fiance and what, like questioning the time you spent with her or do you have yeah. like remorse yeah. for breaking up with her? Like I'm yeah, not sure that I'm wasted, clear on what you're I'm saying. Not, I'm not regretting the decision, but wasted time. Wasted time, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, kind of the, the person I became at the end of it, even though I initiated it, honestly, it could have been done by either one of us. Mm-hmm. And so- How old it, are you now, man? I'm 35. You're 35, okay. And how much time did you waste with uh, a lawyer girl? Four years, about four years, yeah. Okay, well, uh, think of it this way. You got a four-year education yeah. without the li- like lingering after effects, you know, without the hangover. You know, you didn't marry, you didn't have kids with her, you didn't do anything, you know, like beyond that. It's like, listen, you know, you can lose or you can learn in life. And in and in every difficulty and in, in every struggle, there's a silver lining. Um, I've told this story before. I'll mention it again. There was, a, there was a private equity investment that I did on this house once. And you generally don't lose money on private mortgages. You generally get about 15% rate of return with interest, fees, uh, statements, and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, on your cash and it's secured because it's, because it's, you know, with a solid asset, except for, I didn't vet a investment property properly enough. Guy fucked me over, um, ended up costing me close to $60,000. So I spent, I don't know, a year and a half and $60,000 learning how not to do a private deal. Every deal after that, I made more money on and I never made the mistake again. So it's like, you can't do anything about anything behind you. You can't do anything about time. Okay, there's only the time that's left ahead of you, right? There's like three boxes that you can stand in. There's past, present, and future, and you only have two legs, right? You can put both both feet in one box, or you can put one foot in one box and the other box. And it's like, if you're standing in the present and in the future as a man today at 35, and you have these lessons you know, behind you, You've only got these two feet. So if you're going to spend time standing in the past, 
then you're taken away from your future. You're taken away from, you know, being present right now. Uh, Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, it's a good book. You should check it out. A little bit woo-woo. Um, but, I mean, the point comes across there, right? So it's like you can't spend time milling over the past. You can't cry over spilt milk, you know, like they say. They've been saying this for millions of years. You see what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, no, I understand. I, I, I've been um, uh, reading a lot of, you know, Proctor Gallagher. I don't know if you've helped, no. heard of him. He's, he's very into the subconscious and conscious and the body and the, you know, like your, um, uh, basically, you know, the faults you have enforce your subconscious and what you manifest. So mm -hmm. I'm fine with a little bit of woo-woo, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's okay. You know, you a little bit of woo-woo in your life and, yeah. you know, it balances out some of the fucking like, you know, grunting alpha shit, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so what's the ask here? Like, is this a share, you know, sort of thing, or is there a problem well, that we yeah, need to solve I, here? I, I think it's a share. It's a share uh, because, you know, similar to your last caller, uh, I don't know where he's at, but I, I've been in that position where, you know, uh, one of the... I'm sure he's still watching. So, you know, you tell him what it is that you want to say. Yeah, basically, I would say, you know, uh, I, I, would, I would not move into a, a woman's home again. I would say that, sure, because they can use it over your head. Mm -hmm. which you know was done and um and uh and yeah i, I think when he's, he's giving me the examples of like the picking up the cat vomit you know i've been in the position where i realized things were turning when i was in the bathroom and i was critiqued on how i cleaned the toilet mm. at that point i was like okay something has changed and it's time to leave so mm. I, it's important to understand those kind of those warning signs and, uh, you know, like you always say, you know, don't avoid red flags in the beginning. So those are a lot of things I took away from your book and mm. which the last, uh, the last person can take away as well. So, well, I mean, like you were smart enough not to get too involved with her and, um, good for you. You know, you, you, some guys, you know, their intuition isn't, isn't there to protect them. It, 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 it marches them into the slaughterhouse. Um, you know, like our last caller, you know, he, he's marching in the slaughterhouse and he's still in there. He's dodging fucking sharp things and doing stuff like this. And he's trying to, he's trying to figure out how to get rid of all the knives and sharp things that are in the slaughterhouse. And it's like, you can keep trying that, man. But I'll tell you what, you know, again, the theme of the show is simplicity. Just get the fuck out of the slaughterhouse. All right. Simple yeah. as that. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. All right. Um, let's see what we got here. It's 9.08. We probably got time for another two or three more calls. If you guys have any uh, super chats or anything, uh, let me just scroll up and make sure I haven't missed any. So, oh, you guys are just talking amongst yourselves. Okay, I'll let you carry on then. Um, oh, we got a fucking... Uh, we got a man over here. Hold on. I got a dude named... AM who looks like freaking uh, Drago from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, All right, what's, what's up? up, man? Hey, bro, how are you? Carl Drago. Sorry, not not Drago. Carl, yeah, Carl yeah. Drago. All right, man, what yeah. do you got for me tonight? You yeah, look like so a man that probably doesn't have any problems, you know, having women look at you as an <laughs> alpha dude, right? Uh, well, I was actually... Can you hear me all right just before I get started? You're good, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, man, cool. Um, to be honest, I was literally at the gym and then I saw this and I was like what the hell press one of your links now I'm on here so random All right. but um, to be fair I actually have um, a question I did I've seen like some of your links and stuff and all that like your videos before um, so I was dating someone a while back um, that was like complete train wreck didn't see any of like the red flags that were coming up and all that kind of stuff 
Like mm-hmm. I'm quite, I'm a lot younger than I look. I'm only in my mid twenties, mm-hmm. um, and I then ended up as soon as I I was done with this girl, I then moved on straight away, met someone new, mm-hmm. and that's all been going well. It's been good, but the issue I've had is there's a lot of similar red flags. The main thing for me is kind of flakiness. It's like a girl who like shows interest because of. I guess like you know appearance and and how you are as a person but then and for me I do so I, I'm a doorman um which is like a bouncer um and then I also run a security firm and coach and personal train and do kind of a lot of jobs where women are kind of surround always around mm-hmm. um so it's kind of like there's interest there but then it's like oh we organize a date nothing ever happens you know, so physical stuff's happening, but just mm-hmm. it's like there's never any progress progress there at all. So I don't know. What are you looking for, there. man? Like you know, like what's like, like what are you looking That's for here? Thing, Girlfriend, like, a wife? Like what are you looking for? I don't know, man. So I was was all about that kind of relationship shit before, um, and then now I'm kind of like in that position where like, I, I ain't got no clue what I'm doing with, with any of that. I'm very much focusing on like career, physique like that kind of stuff and you're how old again um, you said what 24 25 i'm like 26 26 so, okay so i'm so i'm young i know everyone always thinks yeah and of course because i work as a bouncer everyone's like oh you know look like jason Moore or whatever whoever else yeah somebody so, said here in the chat that you look like uh aquaman's little brother yeah yeah exactly so so like, so women are flaking on you <laughs> yeah basically so it's like it's like there's interest there like Physically, no problem. Sleep, yeah. you know, yeah, physically can. So you know, intimacy is no problem. You can yeah. bed them. It's just dating them doesn't doesn't go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, it, it just takes. It's either. What do you think that is? Can, yeah. What do you think that is? If you were to take a, a guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know really because I ne- I don't even pursue pursue the girl. They always pursue me. I get asked mm-hmm. for my number. I get asked, "Do you want to hang out?" I, like, I get asked, and then then. I chat to them; they're all good. And then, uh, then as soon if it ever comes to organise anything, nothing ever ever comes of it. So I kind of just, I don't know, bounce around really. Okay, so so, so I mean, like you, like you get to sex, but you don't get to dating. Pretty much, pretty much. I never get any further. Like so, yeah, okay. I don't know whether that should be something I should be worried about. Whether it's something to do with myself. No, nah, or... no, nah, I can tell you what it is, dude. It's like, you know. Again, like you look like Aquaman's younger brother, right? Like, like you have the look that you got the ink, you got the hair, you got the muscles. How uh, tall are you? Uh, six. I'm six one, but I wear boots all the time. So I'm like, you got the I'm height, you got the security here. company. You know, you're working in the fucking uh, doors. So I mean, like, you got a lot of girls that are all dressed up that see you as like uh, a man of authority. Like you're, like you're the gatekeeper. You know, you decide if you know if they come in or they don't come in. You know, sort of thing, or if they got to get removed from the club, sort of thing. So. Um, they don't, I mean like younger women aren't generally going to see you as long-term kind of material, right? Or like dating material. They're going to see you as a guy to bang, you know, it's like, you know, rearrange their guts, you know, have a good time, you know, um, you know, it's a story that she tells her girlfriends. Um, but I mean like, why would you care? Like at the end of the day, I mean, you know, if you're in your mid twenties, if, if she's going to flake on you, she's going to flake on you. I mean, it doesn't even seem like it's much work for you anyway. Like you don't have to do much work. You know, they're asking you for the number. They want to hook up. It's just, you know, you're not able to get to spend more, you know, more like time, like dating time with them. 
Mm. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, at the end more, of the day, I mean, a lot of guys complain that women aren't that particular, like, aren't particularly interesting. You know, when it comes to dating, like they they have nothing to you know really talk about in today's world. And I wouldn't really worry about it. You know, to be honest with you, do your thing, build the business. You know, build the muscles, grow the hair. You know, get the stand-in role for the next Aquaman if you can get it, sort of thing. But what I'm saying is, is who fucking cares what women think, right? Mm. You know, if if they want to hang out with you and, and do stuff or travel or whatever it is that you're looking to do it, I'll just boil it down to this, okay? Choose women that choose you, right? right? Dealing with women shouldn't be hard work. It shouldn't be chasing them down. Why is she flaking on me? If she's flaking on you, it's because she's a fucking flake. You know, she doesn't see you as a guy that she wants to invest on you know with a long-term basis she just wants to ride the d have some fun tell her girlfriends that she banged a guy that looks like aquaman that can get her in the door at the club sort of thing that's fine you know enjoy it but again choose women that choose you over a long-term basis you don't have like <clears throat> men and women are very different right it doesn't matter if you have a notch count of 10 or 100 or a thousand okay it doesn't matter it's not like you're broken if you slept with 100 women Okay, it's not like you have an inability to pair bond with women. Women struggle with that. That's something that women have a hard time with, but it doesn't affect men nearly the same way that it affects women. So it's not like you have any risk exposure, right? Like, like if you were my son, I would have that conversation with you. If I was talking to my daughter, I'd be like, look, you know, your value is tied to not being promiscuous. You know, your, you know, your value is tied to preserving, you know, who you are and not running around the block you know, sort of thing. So, you know, they're two different conversations. And again, at your age, I don't even know why you're fucked about it. Where do you live? Do you live in the UK still? Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, I'm in the UK at the moment, but um, yeah, we do work kind of all over the place. So we've mm-hmm. got some work abroad as well. So I'm, I'm out in the Middle East sometimes because it's like close protection as well. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, yeah, so I'm in all over the place really sometimes. Enjoy it, man, enjoy it. Like, honestly, enjoy it. Like. You don't have any trouble getting girls. Your problem sounds like it's getting girls not to flake and to show up on like a proper date so you can hang out and have a dinner and get to know them sort of stuff. And it's like, you know what? Again, choose women that choose you. You know, if, you know, she's going to show up and she's going to want to like, you know, a chick's digging your vibe on a long-term basis when she starts asking you questions. When she starts, you know, like wanting to enter your world and like saying, hey, you know, what can I do to be useful, you know, to you sort of thing, right? That's like entering your frame. And if she doesn't choose to do that, like you shouldn't have to force her to do it. You shouldn't have to like coerce her. You shouldn't have to game her to do any of that shit. It it should be easy. Like relationships should be fun and, and easy. And if it's not, then who cares? You know, like bug off. You know, like I've got, I've got women asking for my number every day at some point. You know, like, do you want to have kids? I've got two. And that's why I became like the whole, that's when I started watching all these videos because I went through horrendous breakup with... Uh, same with mother mom. or do you have two mothers? Yeah, same mother. I met okay. her really young. I had, mm-hmm. I had I, my eldest, well, it's, it's, it's typical for this area that I live in, but my eldest is nearly nine. So <laughs> I'm super fucking young. Where do you and, live? Uh, I, I live so. in a place called uh, Bracknell, which is like really common okay. for like teenage pregnancy. So it's no, no. I mean, like I lived in you know the UK when I was twenty one, twenty two for for a bit, and I was born there. And it's like I saw a lot of young girls, you know, pushing around prams with more than one yeah. kid in them. Sometimes you know different yeah, colors probably. and everything like that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah it's it's you know the doll's pretty common with stuff like that but yeah it's it's, it's just like who honestly dude like who cares mm. like stop stop caring you know so much about women and why they're flaking women will flake you don't have nearly the same kind of problems that most guys have like most guys are probably watching this right now going fuck me this guy's complaining that you know <laughs> she, you know she's flaking on him but she but 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 like they're asking for his number and they're you know like basically jumping his bones voluntarily he doesn't have to fucking work for it like give me a break bro shut up i don't even want to hear this i can tell you it's it's going to show up in the comments tomorrow right so it's like you know enjoy it and if you want to have more kids or if you want to invite a woman in your life do it after a proper vetting period right like deal with her for a couple years make sure she doesn't have red flags make sure she you know she can deal with stress you know when chaos you know comes her way make sure she's a compliment to your life make sure she doesn't complicate it sort of thing just don't worry so much about forcing that on yourself you're a very young man you're a good looking dude you obviously have no problem you know attracting women you know you've got pretty much like all the fucking like boxes ticked off except for most women look at you as the alpha seed right now and that's cool you know embrace it enjoy it and if you know something turns into you know like an ltr be open to it if you want to but again choose women that choose you make sure there's no red flags and all the other stuff that we talked about you know you're solid dude all right no appreciate it, rich all right all right Thanks, see you later man yes, sir, bro. Bye. all right aquaman's little bro on tonight's show see i i bring you guys some fucking crazy shit man Carry, carry the golden pitchfork, Rusty says. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, I probably got time for a couple more calls. Uh, Rodney, you ready, Rodney? Let's do Rodney. How am I supposed to follow up Aquaman? Jesus. Yeah, you're fucked now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, so... Um, first of all, big fan of your work. Uh, just you. initiated a divorce. It was my idea. Um, and we were together for a few years. Um, awesome chick, very sweet giver, uh, good relationship with her parents. No issues there. No, not, no crazy craziness. I just wasn't feeling the passion mm -hmm. I, I could say, uh, during the relationship. And, you know, I never, I'm 31 right now and I never really had a huge issue, uh, dating, um, especially in my later 20s when I went through um, all your work, you know, Coach Corey Wayne, a bunch of different people, Roland Tomasi in the sphere. I never really had a problem dating. I, I really mastered that. Mm -hmm. But the biggest insecurity in my life, I would say, was just my passion and income and those sorts of things. Um, so that was always like a, an issue in my life that I always had trouble addressing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, when she came along uh, on paper, I mean, she's good looking. She has a lot going for her. Um, and she wasn't fuck. She was, excuse me. She wasn't crazy. So you know, we dated for a while. We broke up a few times because of the fact that I was kind of not feeling it. I didn't feel the, the desire. Mm -hmm. we got married, which was a mistake. Um, now you know. Now we're getting divorced. I'm in an Airbnb while she moves out of my apartment. Mm -hmm. um, but so my question is: the last six months have been absolutely insane. I started a YouTube channel. Hopefully, people don't notice this because it's, it's in cryptocurrency and it's kind of crazy on uh, on Twitter and whatnot. Yeah, but I started a YouTube. I I'm just going to say this, guys. If you know, if you're on my channel, assume that people yeah, you know yeah. will that's see fine. it, right? <laughs> that's, so that's just fine. yeah, like I mean, if you guys want a private conversation, I do private consults, but they're paid. I mean, like the deal here is, you know, you help me create content by hopping on my show, and I answer your questions. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Anyway, so okay, so you have a YouTube channel, things are going good, yeah. and then your question again, sir. My question is now that you know I'm doing well when it comes it comes to 
when it comes to, uh, you know, financial financially, when, now that I'm more financially stable, um, mm -hmm. how would you go about na navigating the world, uh, safeguarding your money? Um, and what, what have you done since you've been, you know, um, you ran a bunch of businesses, you know, you make a lot of money. How do you kind of navigate the dating world, navigate life right now at, mm -hmm. as a person who makes a good amount of money uh, for what he does? Yeah, well, um, I don't uh, date or spend plates. I got a girlfriend, um, you know, I've been dealing with her for a few years now. Um, she's a good chick, right? You know, she compliments yeah. my life. Doesn't doesn't compliment uh, doesn't doesn't complicate it. I don't I don't have to deal with picking up cat vomit. Nobody tells me you know when and where I can fucking go anywhere. But I mean, a lot of that is, you know, like you can attest to not inviting crazy in your life, right? I don't I don't deal with any red flags. You know, I don't tolerate nonsense. Um, like very very compliant. Uh, I don't live with her. You know, we live in separate you know residences. So. I mean, like you live in the West, obviously. Like, where do you live? Uh, California, San Diego. Yeah, that's a fucking hostile state, you know, towards men. So it's like, as soon as you live with a, ch a chick or or start living in a way that looks like marriage or or common law, then you're inviting the state to decide what happens to that relationship if you have to split it up. So, you know, to the point of your question, like, what do you do to protect yourself? The simplest thing is don't live with a woman. Right. I mean, you said that you've got kids like you're getting divorced. No, 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 no. I don't have kids or anything like that. No. Okay. So divorced, just, okay. How old are you? I'm 31. Do you want to have kids? Eventually. But, you know, now that I found this passion, dude, all I want to do is work all day, to be honest. Mo move out of California. There, there's states like I had a guy on at the start of January. Um, I can't remember his name right now or what the title of the show was, but it was on an Unplugged Alpha podcast so I mean you can go look back about five months but essentially the the best states for shared parenting or, or for fathers you know specifically um, were um, whatever state Nashville's in it's uh, Tennessee right Tennessee yeah yeah so it was Tennessee Arizona uh, Texas and Florida but I think uh, Tennessee was right at the top so if you want to have kids and live in the United States, I would I would move to one of those states. You know, whichever one is most appealing to you that has the best tax rate, maybe closest to family or any one of those things matter. But to do that in California, like you're like you're asking me a legit question is how do I not fuck up my life now that I'm successful? And like the first thing I would tell you is don't live with a chick, don't live in a way that the state can view as marriage, and if you do decide to have kids, do it in a state that's not going to fuck you up because 50% of the time um, you're going to get divorced and it's not going to be nice and it's going to cost you a lot of money and you're going to struggle to see your own children uh, make decisions around them. So again, you know, if, if, if that's part of the plan long term, go to a state that's friendlier to men. Got it. Okay. Because I mean, like, I like you can work anywhere in the world, right? Like, why would you pay huge yeah. taxes in California? I love the beach, but uh, I mean, it's beautiful out here, but you know, the politics are a little crazy. And I'm in the, I'm in the reserve too. So I just can't up and leave, but, mm -hmm. um, I like the beach, man. I'm just stuck here, you know, cause I just love the, I love the vibe. I don't like the people necessarily or the politics, mm -hmm. but I feel like sometimes you got to fight the battle on the home front. But if it comes to safeguarding wealth and, and those sorts of things, then I, so, I can consider Florida. So I want you to pay attention to what you just said there. You said, I feel like, okay. Yeah. And I've noticed a lot a lot of this lately over the last couple of months is that when women speak, they usually start sentences in, in conversations with, I feel like. Okay. Soy boys, beta males also start sentences with, I feel like. Thinkers, rational men that are unplugged, start sentences with, I think. 
Okay. okay. So you're still kind of leaning into like an emotional side of yourself. It's like, I, you know, I feel like this, that, and the other thing, and, you know, I'm going to complicate my life and justify why, and that's why I'm here sort of thing. Right. But once you start thinking, right, like once you, I think, you know, you start catching yourself using sentences like that, then you're going to be like, beaches are nice, but you know what? Uh, they have beaches in Florida. Right. Yeah. And that's a friendlier state to fathers and the tax rate's pretty good. And it's more of a red state than a stupid blue state. And I'm not going to deal with so many like left leaning, you know, purple hair pronoun people with, I stand with whatever new country that happens to be the hot thing right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Again, I mean, you know, everybody wants a quick and easy, like, you know, wave the magic wand and solve my problem. How do I protect my assets? Well, this is one of the things that you're going to have to come to grips with is, California's a bad place for men, bottom line. I mean, I have friends there that have been through the divorce grinder, like um, Aubrey Huff, uh, MLB, uh, you know, baseball player, two uh, World Series championships. He's stuck in California because he's divorced and he's raising his kids there and, you know, his ex-wife's there, right? Um, he had a lot of money and had a very successful career and losing half of it didn't, you know, destroy his world. And he's been public about it. I mean, I've had him on my channel a couple of times, right? But um, you know, if you have the choice to go somewhere else, I mean, you ask guys like that and you sit them down one after the other, you talk to a dozen of them, you talk to two dozen, you talk to three, three dozen, they'll all say the same thing. Get the fuck out. You know, like, why would you build something on a shaky foundation that's potentially hazardous when you could do it somewhere else? that's a lot less risky. You know, again, yep. the theme of the show again, right? Simplify your life, right? Occam's razor, the, you know, the simplest explanation is the most correct one. Right. That's the easiest way to like, you know, define this entire show is, you know what you need to do. It's like, okay, well, that means I have to pick up shit. And move. Well, I'm in the reserves and I can't, I kind of have a tie in here and I like the beach. It's like, okay, don't, don't come crying to me in 10 years when you marry some chick and she takes your kids and you don't see them. Up. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you know, you guys have been married for a certain period of time that the state's now saying, fuck you, you have to pay alimony for the rest of your life. All right, you kiss, awesome, man. I appreciate you, it. You can kiss that crypto goodbye. Or you can, I know you're fucking telling me yeah, DeSantis is pretty sweet. So I like DeSantis so. or you can put all that shit on your ledger, hop on a plane and fly over to Puerto Rico or Florida, wherever the fuck you want right, right there. That's right, man. Ahead, you. Fucking, you know, I got your word on that. Ahead, you, bro. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all take right. care. Uh, yeah. All right. Just guys like keep it simple. Stop. Stop complete. Like, how do I protect my assets in a place that's hostile? It's like it's like. How do I not get burned if my house is on fire, <laughs> right? It's like, I don't know, wrap yourself in wet blankets and, you know, go in a corner and flip over the bathtub or something like that and stay there and hope that it blows over, right? It's like, you know, like you're in a hostile environment. Get the fuck out of it, you know? And then you don't have to worry about all your shit burning down. <clears throat> um Let's see what we got here in the chat. Let's do, oh, we got like 126 now. I mean, we're about to wrap up. We're about to wrap up. Here, let's do Jeremy. Jeremy, I see you side-eyeing me, right? I see that you want to talk to me. I'm going to give you five minutes, all right? So let's do this super quick. Rich, how you doing? Good evening. Good, man. What do you got for me? You got five minutes. Question. I, uh, I'm curious to know about relationships with children and not necessarily having the strongest relationship with the mother but at the same time not wanting to leave for the sake of the child mm -hmm. and their upbringing and what's to come in their life if you weren't involved does that make sense you're still married 
I've never been married. Eight-year relationship. Um, uh, stepfather to her daughter. I have a son with her. But like I said, I grew up in a household where oh, everybody okay. stuck together and, you know, masculinity was... Yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's like there's an element of, of um, men, and, men and women that will stay together for the kids, um, which truthfully is the best thing for the kids if you guys can collaborate and work well together still, okay? If you're fighting constantly, she's destroying your life, you know, disparaging you in front of the kids, making you look like a piece of shit, you're better off getting divorced, getting shared custody, and then just like, you know, splitting time, you know, with your uh, child. You can decide what you want to do with hers if, you know, you want to be involved in that kid's life or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's like there's different ways to do it. I mean, like you could stay together. You could um, there's an, there's another option where they basically turn the matrimonial home into like a nest where the kids stay there, and then you kind of and then like you and your girlfriend or whatever will move in and out of the house. Like one week she's in there with the kids, one week you're in there with the kids, so they're not disrupted. Like they're in one spot, right? Okay. You do expose the kids to certain risks. Like if you have a daughter, for example, and there's um, like the the biggest risk to a young girl is being uh, violated by a non-blood relative, right? Correct, correct. So, you know, like like there's all kinds of problems that arise with families breaking up. It's always best to, you know, keep them better, you know, if you can. If you can't, then break it up in a responsible way. It's very difficult though because women are so unpredictable, right? Like, is she is she collaborative? Does she want to work with you? Does she truthfully want what's best for the kids? I yes, she does. Um, I think it's more or less things with me, like uh, my presence isn't on her social media anymore because of past arguments and things mm-hmm. in the past. Um, she's got girlfriends, of course, that want to go out, and she tags along with them. Things that I don't necessarily agree with. You know what I mean? Just. Mm-hmm with me not being present in the picture um well she's a parent man she can't like a parent can't be going out partying with her girlfriends like when you make a decision to become a parent and birth a child that's a fucking responsibility that you have to take ownership for you don't have time to go out and party with your girls correct i agree with that 100 percent. and if you know like if she's not gonna like toe the line on that and support that idea and you know put the kids first in that sense because her fucking salsa nights are more important or whatever it's like okay like this is clearly not going to work you can't co-parent and then you have to figure out how to responsibly untie the knot in such a way that it causes minimum damage you know to the kids but like generally speaking whenever you start dealing with a single mom like when you invite her into your life and then you have another kid with her it's you know sort of thing it's like she like she already basically came at you waving a flag, Jeremy, like a big red flag like this going, yo, I'm single yep. mom. Like that's a big ass red flag right there. And I'm sure, you know, she had a, you know, like a whole bunch of others that like came along for it and you said, fuck it anyway, I'm going to put a baby in her and you know, let's have another one. So Correct. I agree. You know, I agree just, just, just deal with the decisions that you've made with it. Try to be as, you know, responsible as you can. Ideally she should, which, it sounds like you're going to have some difficulty with, but she should also make decisions that are aligned with what's best for the kids. But generally speaking, women that like to go out and party and woo and stuff when they have small children at home, they don't do that. So you're going to have some difficulty with it, but it's just something that you're going to kind of have to figure out on your own. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you taking my call, Rich. Uh, big right, fan, man. and your book is awesome. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, let me get these super chats and then we'll start to uh, wind up. Hat and Clog says, we're the best drinks to hydrate with electrolytes. 
Um, you can buy pretty decent electrolytes over the counter. I even bought a couple of bags at Costco the other day. Uh, they're little like sachets. You just kind of rip them over, open, and they have like all your essential minerals. Um, don't don't substitute for like shit like Gatorade. Like that's just crap. Like like get proper like um, you know like trace minerals that you need. Um, they're usually packaged properly. Uh, shout out to Aaron Cleary. We got a super chat here uh, from Hatton Clogs, and he's saying his new book, The Menu. If you can give him a shout out, so uh, Aaron, don't say I've never done anything for you. It's been done. There you go. Go buy Aaron's book <laughs> after you've read mine, of course. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna wrap it up on that note. You guys know that uh, Moff and Jaren kind of do a, a companion show that uh, picks up where I leave off on stereo. Uh, so go search for Moff on Stereo, M-O-F-F. Um, they'll be uh, taking some call-ins, chopping up some ideas. I'm sure uh, share some of their experience maybe on the um, Heroes trip just over the weekend. And um, there was talk as well of hopping into the 10%, which is a new sort of lower price point community that we're uh, putting together. They've got early access to it. So, you know, if you guys... Um, uh, feel like the 1% is a little little too steep for you and it's not a good fit because, uh, yeah, here, let me throw that up for you. Um, I'll just drop it in the chat. Then um, you'll get the information over on um, the stereo show tonight with Moff. Again, um, on my uh, ticker below, get on my email list, entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash red dash flags. I'm launching the Entrepreneur's Mindset course next week. It's a fucking dope course. It's got a lot of gold in it. It's going to show you exactly what to lean into when it comes to thinking, developing, and adopting the proper mindset when it comes to building a business and st and what you need to stay away from. Because the vast majority of guys that create businesses, they don't create easy, lucrative, fun businesses. They create something that's hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating, and it destroys them. And they essentially leave their J-O-B from just over broke, and they create something that makes less than a million dollars a year, and they just employ themselves with greater risk exposures to lawsuits, employee issues, and all kinds of headaches and I break it all down in the course material so uh, get on the email list uh, to keep an eye out for that if it's something you've contemplated you're gonna want to get in it's it's only gonna be open for sale for about a week um, and then we're gonna start dealing with the zoom calls um, with the students that have taken the course and uh, answering uh, questions and getting you guys where you need to go so wrap it up on that note give me a big like before you leave the show and uh, go say hi to Moff and Jaren over on stereo we'll see you guys in the uh, next broadcast have an awesome